0: Would come and chop off your head, and it would roll in the street, and a truck would squish it, and the blood would splatter everywhere, and everyone
1: would watch it. Talk
0: too long, I gotta poo. Welcome to the late night fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very (laughs) gotta take a poo co-host Faith. Say hi, Faith.
1: Hi, Faith. Look, I can't talk long with you tonight. I gotta poo. I gotta
0: poo. I wish Freddy Krueger would come and chop your head off, Faith. (laughs) Wow. And that that your head would roll into the street, (laughs) and a truck would squish it. Oh, jeez, Louise. Blood would go everywhere and people would see it. (laughs) A movie that needs no introduction but might need some introduction because apparently not a lot of people have seen this movie. Maybe with good reason, maybe with not good reason. Faith, what are we talking about today?
1: The Fanatic, starring John Travolta. John Travolta.
0: (laughs) All right, so it is Mystery Thriller Month. Here on the Late Night Fright. We did Play Misty for Me last week. We did uh, kind of a companion piece to Play Misty for Me with Clint Eastwood's uh, 1971 film Dirty Harry. And our film this week that's going to be coming out is 1981's Brian De Palma film Blowout starring John Travolta, which is just an absolutely amazing movie. I know you absolutely love this movie as much as I do. so. Uh, we're looking, we're looking at the calendar and we like to, we, we haven't really been doing TV episodes recently. So we've been kind of supplementing with movies and the genre spotlighting mm-hmm. some of the figures that we've been talking about. And I saw that, uh, you know, we were doing blowout and we had Travolta and this fanatic movie had come out and I want to say it made like $3,000 in the theater or something like this. It, it's wow. Something along those lines. It uh, was written and directed by Fred Durst. <laughs> Faith, you know who Fred Durst is.
1: Yes, I do. Former <laughs>
0: frontman for the band Limp Biscuit, <laughs> who has directed several films, and uh, some of them are actually okay. I'm not going to say that this dude is without talent or right. uh, or a point of view. Uh, uh, <laughs> this movie, The Fanatic. Let's let's just get into it. Okay. Let's just get into it. Quick synopsis of the movie. John Travolta, Academy Award nominee John Travolta, plays a gentleman named Moose who lives in Hollywood. Moose is an autograph collector. Moose is an aficionado of movies. Moose really respects Hollywood. Does he not, Faith? That's
1: correct. He does.
0: How do we describe Moose without people getting very upset at us and uh, the PC brigade coming after us? Um, I'm going to put this as gently as I can. He is somewhere on the spectrum. I'm not sure what spectrum he's on, but he's <laughs> somewhere on the spectrum. And fate's laughing at me because we—I
1: mean, I we don't of, know what's wrong with him. I kind of like
0: Asperger's. He was
1: childlike is, through it. Yeah. he reminded me of a child a lot throughout the movie.
0: There, there's a streak. I have a, I have a. Um, my goddaughter is autistic and love her dearly, and um, I'm around that, and there are. Times when she's uh, she's twenty two years old, when she's twenty two years old, and there's times when she's thirteen, and there's times, you know, yeah. y- you know, the age. It depends on situations mm-hmm. and how she's feeling and all that. And uh, I would go, he's somewhere on the autism Asperger mm-hmm. spectrum. They never come right out and say it. Right. They let you draw your own conclusions. Now they're not hiding the fact that there's something off with this guy, mm-hmm. and he's playing it. And we're going to talk about his performance. Uh, I, I have some things to say about his performance here. But um, uh, to put it uh, eloquently, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder has a line that I'm sure you are all familiar with. Uh, someone finally did it. They unironically made the Ben Stiller film Simple Jack from, from the Tropic Thunder movie right down to the haircut. I mean, it is so... So just, just I, w- I was thinking Simple Jack the entire time that I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. It, right. It,
0: yeah, and she's looking at me like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's uh, that's about as delicately and and eloquently as I can put it. There's uh, that seems to be what he is channeling here <laughs> in this movie. So he is an autograph collector. He also works uh, Hollywood Boulevard as a street performer. We're gonna get into that too. <laughs> And he is obsessed with this actor named Hunter Dunbar, played by Devin Sawa. Obsessed with this guy. Like, this guy is the rock upon which this guy's church is built. Moose just (laughs) worships this guy. He has the opportunity to meet him at a book signing. He's not able to get his uh, swag and his book signed. And then he begins to stalk Hunter Dunbar.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: that's the nuts and bolts <laughs> of this movie. That's what this movie is about. Now, Fred Durst is credited with the story and he's a co-screenwriter on this film as well as directing it. Apparently it comes from a situation that he had with a Limp biscuit fan. So I will say this about the stalking fan aspect of it. That part did feel very real to yeah. me. It felt uh-huh. like he, uh, it was something he was taking very personal, you yeah. know, oh, um, yeah. it does. I think, it has something to say about it. I think in the end it's not sure what it's saying about the relationship mm-hmm. between the fan and the artist. Uh, we're going to get into it. So let's, let's, let's just go for the gusto here. Because Travolta went for the gusto in this movie. Faith, the movie, what did you think of The Fanatic?
1: It's really hard to put it into words when I really think about it because I don't think it's a terrible movie. But it's strange.
0: <laughs> I was going into this movie expecting a dumpster fire. Me too. I really was. I was expecting a dumpster fire. Some online reviewers have not been very kind to it, mm-hmm. uh, so I was expecting this like so bad that I'm going to be laughing at it. And uh, best case scenario was going to be so bad it's great, you know. <laughs> right. Like I was hoping for for that for that turnout. Mm-hmm. It's competently made. This is like a really well-made movie for, for what it is. It makes some really interesting decisions story-wise, yes. which is I think where the problems That's, with the movie yeah, come in. I think
1: those are my problems. Is some of the decisions made because you know the movie is good, but it just kind of left you left you hanging a little bit.
0: It. um like I said, I, I was expecting just a fire. Mm-hmm. Just this raging fire. It's not. It's it's actually sort of thoughtful in places. Mm-hmm. It's uh always engaging. It's there are some moments of actual tension in it. The and the movie was made uh you know, it's made for on the cheap. You know, it's not it's not a big budget movie, mm-hmm. but uh what impressed me was the look of the movie. It does not feel like a low budget movie. Not it at all. feels like a bigger movie than it is. Mm-hmm. And it's really anchored by the performances of John Travolta and Devin Sawa. Which one would you like to get into first?
1: Pick one. I, I'm going uh, to. Let,
0: let's one. go with Moose because Moose, this really is, <laughs> is Travolta's movie. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's credited as a producer on it. So, John Travolta, as I said, we're going to be talking about Blowout. Uh, coming up this week so be on the lookout for that show blowout uh, he considers blowout to be his his best performance quentin tarantino considers it to be his best performance a lot of people think that's the best he's ever been on film he's been great in a lot of films what did you think of him here because i couldn't take my eyes off of him and again I keep going back to this image of the dumpster fire. I was expecting to like be cringing, but I feel like I was cringing for the right reasons at mm-hmm. this character.
1: That that's that's that is exactly it. I think that. Well, I went in. I read some reviews about his performance at first, and people, they were very mixed. You know, people like, "Oh, this is what is this?" And some people like, "This is really good." But I mean, I'm leaning to the. He's really good, but it's really weird to see him do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm leaning toward really good mesmerizing even. yeah, I
1: mean, because what he was doing was like you said, you couldn't take your eyes off of him. You could not. It was like, it was kind of like, what am I watching? Like, is this really John Travolta? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, I think that the performance suffers. I was reading that uh, he did a lot of improvising. I think they probably left a little too much in the movie. Mm. Uh, of him do it because there's some scenes where he's talking in the mirror uh he says the word poppycock quite a bit when because he dresses so let's talk about him as a, so moose uh, makes some of his bones as a street performer on hollywood boulevard and he dresses as a bobby an english policeman which is so weird because he's on hollywood boulevard and <laughs> you see him getting ready for this And this is one of the scenes that a lot of people uh you know they point their finger at and they laugh you know at, at this and and it's funny. Yeah, I mean, um, it, is. it really is funny. <laughs> and uh but I don't feel like it's unintentionally funny if that makes sense mm-hmm. like it's I, I do feel like he's playing a character. He's not just, you know, right. just throwing crap <laughs> on the wall to see what sticks. But so you see him getting ready in the mirror, you know, and uh and he's he's doing this
1: bad
0: English <laughs> accent on purpose, you know, because this this moose character wouldn't have this down, but right. you know. And he, but he uh, he repeats several times in a, in a row "poppycock, poppycock," and I just I just laugh because my my high school band director used used to use that word, which is where <laughs> I heard it for the first time. But it's it's really strange. Like this guy, he's out there on the boulevard, and he's going, you know, London Bridge is over here. The Beatles are coming, and so <laughs> strange, oh, no. you know.
1: It's like what what is this?
0: <laughs> so strange. And then he he just hero worships uh Hunter Dunbar played by Davin Sawa and he has a friend named Leah who's a paparazzi photographer and she's a young girl and I didn't buy her in that role and she narrates the movie which is a very strange artistic decision cuz she doesn't have much you know to do yeah. with the with with yeah, the story Yeah
1: she was a little I get what her purpose kind of was what they were kind of going for but she still seemed like not very her
0: narrative purpose from a screenplay standpoint is to get him the map to the stars so he can Mm -hmm. go to hunter dunbar's house and he could have done that in a variety of ways you didn't Mm -hmm. really need that need her for that he also needs someone to talk to throughout the movie because he doesn't really talk to too many people outside of her and again it may have been interesting to see him talking to himself Mm -hmm. possibly yeah but but then you don't get to see how he interacts with people on a daily basis. So no, I, I I'll I'll fall on she kind of needs to be there. I think
1: she needs to be there, but I wanted more or something else from her. You know, like
0: yeah, you know, like yeah.
1: yeah, I can see why she's there, but it just it kind of fell a little flat. Again,
0: one of the interesting choices that this movie makes, and and uh, and by interesting I mean choices that I don't think it should have made. Um, the thing that was kind of infuriating to me watching this movie and it's about halfway through the movie, when it started hitting me, I went, there is a really good movie hanging out in this movie, a really great movie in there, um, that we don't get to see. That's, that's, that's kind of clunks along with, with some of this, uh, fluff, Mm -hmm. you know, on the side of it. And, um, but again, it's it's so hard to to talk about it because it it's it's kind of mesmerizing in its own way because of Travolta. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know? And I don't think Fred Durst did a terrible job of directing this thing. I think it, it really does look and, and feels good. Yeah. Again, some some moments of honest to God tension in the film, which which surprised me. I know. Um uh, tension and it. it wasn't awkwardness it was it was legit tension mm-hmm. and i mean he stalks this guy i know you know he he goes to the guy's house and he goes into the guy's house and and the stakes keep getting raised throughout it which i thought was really great you know he gets kind of more emboldened mm-hmm. by by the previous success of going onto the property you yeah. know and then going into the house and then you know, finally, the last straw, he goes into the house and he, and he ties this guy up. So, Hunter Dunbar is his idol, played by Devin Sawa. Um, I think he's fine. I don't have a problem with him. I have two problems. One is I feel like they needed a bigger name mm-hmm. for that role. And I think so too. The reason I'm going to say that is because, you know, there's times when you want baggage with a star, you want that baggage mm-hmm. coming with you. There's times when you don't want any baggage. You know, uh, the great example of no baggage is Christopher Reeve playing Superman in 1978. Nobody knew who Christopher <laughs> Reeve was. Now, they wanted somebody like Paul Newman. Paul Newman had had a long career at that point. You got Paul Newman in your brain. You're not you're not seeing Superman.
1: Exactly. OK.
0: Devin Sawa, I, he's been around a while. You know, he's, he's a Canadian actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's fine. You know, he, he's fine here. I think right. he does a great job of what he has but one of the thoughts I was having when I was watching this is I, you know, this is something that would have been interesting now with this budget, they couldn't have gotten him, but how, how neat would it have been to see somebody like a Chris Hemsworth in that role? Somebody like, um, You know, I'm trying to think of like who's huge right now, you know, even like somebody like a Ben Affleck. You know, Mm -hmm. there's stuff attached to Affleck. There's stuff attached to Hemsworth with the with the superhero movie. Mm -hmm. Somebody like a real name, like a genre person who's almost in a way playing themselves Mm -hmm. or a version of themselves. I think that would have been really interesting to see. I I think think I think that would have helped this. Um, again, nothing against Devin Sauer. My other problem is the way that he's written because he comes off as an asshole. I think he is an asshole. I don't think he's a total ass because right. there's moments of, of, you see that he cares. Of, he has a son. He cares about the son. Mm-hmm. He's working through a divorce. I feel like it would have been better if it had been made out like this is a decent guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: who had a bad day on the day that he encounters Moose played by John Gerard. You know, because he's going through all this crap, and yeah. I think we would have been willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's going through a divorce. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. raising his kid. You know, all this stuff is going on. You know, and 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 I I have friends who have gone through divorces, and the world just comes caving in. Yeah. You know, he even at one point he gets an offer to go make a movie, and he says they're going to have to up their offer because I'm gonna be gone for six months, and my, and I can't be away from my son for that long unless they make it worth my while. Right. Kind of thing. So he's not. You know he's trying, he's trying yeah. to get get along with his life, but um, but he really comes off as an ass <laughs> he
1: does. in the movie,
0: and and he he continues to be an ass, and there almost seems to be a sadistic side to him, mm-hmm. you know, which again I don't think works, because one of the other problems I had was like who am I empathizing with here? Exactly. You know, did you find yourself empathizing with one over the other?
1: That's a good question. I was going to ask you the same thing actually. <sighs> I really don't know. What about, I mean, what do you, were you?
0: You know, I was, I wanted to empathize with him, with Hunter Dunbar, you know, um, and that brings me to one of my biggest uh, complaints, my critiques of the movie is the movie was told from the wrong point of view. It Mm -hmm. was told from Moose's point of view. The movie should have been told from... Hunter Dunbar's point of view. Uh, There's so that you have all this bit, the first 10 or 15 minutes, so with Moose, where he's, you know, trying to, he's excited, he gets to see who he is. How more effective how much more effective would it have been if uh, there's a scene where there's the book signing and this is where they meet for the first time and, he, and he, he's next in line and he gets he whisks himself away to go yeah. deal with the ex-wife. If that's the first time that you meet Moose, so you've established the Hunter Dunbar character, mm-hmm. is this guy a decent guy having a really bad day and that bad day yeah. is going to come back and bite him in the ass? Yeah. And then, then you meet the Travolta character and then you get into his world. So I think it would have uh, established a little more empathy for the Hunter Dunbar character. And I actually think it would have established possibly a little more empathy for For Moose, for Moose, for the Travolta character, because if you see, well, this guy's maybe sick. you know. And the thing about the Moose character, I want to make the point, I really think that this movie could have even worked as an indictment of the mental health care uh, in this country, because this is a guy that does not need to be on the street, this guy needs supervision. This guy needs yeah. to have someone looking oh, yeah. after him. And and uh you know, uh, I realize that we just said you know this is a guy that might be on the spectrum or something. I'm not saying that about people on the spectrum. What I'm saying is this, this guy, car-
1: yeah, the specific, <laughs> this guy
0: has some some real issues with yeah. with reality and fantasy and and the line between them. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think in his heart he's a bad man. I think he's he's a confused, ill man. Right. Like he doesn't even
1: know that it's a wrong thing to do. And
0: the movie shows that sort of. And I feel like it could have done a better job Mm -hmm. with that. But uh, I do. I think that would have fixed a lot of the problems with this movie if you told it from his point of view. Again, nothing against Devin Sawa, and it would have worked with him in the movie, but maybe somebody a little bigger, a little more well known, you know, yeah. maybe somebody who's fallen on hard times. And uh, I agree. I don't want to say Nicolas Cage, but you know, somebody that's, that's swimming <laughs> in that video on demand world. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it in Primal. This would have been a neat, a neat coming together for him. It you really know, Again, would have. Um, but somebody with baggage, somebody's been around for a long time, so you'd mm-hmm. see like why he's. Uh, you know, kind of worshiping this guy. And they show some of his movies in the movie. It's, it's, it does not really, it didn't really hit anything for me. Right. You know, but again, it's so hard to talk about this movie. You really just kind of need to see it. It's, it's, it's something to behold. So we're talking about what could have been. Let's talk about what is, um, what did you think of the stalking picture? Because this then does turn into a, a stalking picture.
1: Yeah. I mean, this like you said earlier, the stalking, actually felt real and that's where you know when all that attention started to build up when he's stalking him continuously and then it builds yeah. up you know and i mean i think that part of it was done well
0: yeah it reminded me of a carpenter movie mm-hmm. in, in some spots i thought it was really well done and uh again um i don't want it to seem like i'm kicking this movie because it, it i don't know if i liked it that's the thing me i didn't <laughs> dislike it but i, I didn't like it. it and mm-hmm. i liked I did like watching Travolta. That's the weird thing. Like, I was enjoying watching some of the things he was doing in the movie. It was um, almost
1: like you weren't watching him, though. That's the weird part, you know? It was yeah.
0: Like, like yeah. it was not him. And, you know, I remember when this movie was coming out, uh, when they were making this movie, uh, I followed him on social media. And, man, he was so excited about this. He's like, He was talking about Fred Durst says, let me take this character out to the edge, you know, and, and all this stuff. And it's the same thing that Ben Stiller says in <laughs> Tropic Thunder about going there, you know? Right. And... Um, but uh, he was very proud of it. And and when the movie was coming out, man, he was so proud of the movie. And I get it. You know, Hollywood actors like to play this this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this goes back to Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man, you know, uh, Sean Penn and I am Sam. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but uh, the thing that I think would have helped this movie, too, is it if it was more of just a straight horror psychological thriller yep. in the Brian De Palma Alfred Hitchcock vein yeah. because that movie is hanging out in this movie <laughs> it, too it in is. spades it's there i know it's there and um and I, that's not a knock on Fred Durst it it is what it is yeah. and i and i think that he was really trying this doesn't feel awful or incompetent you know no
1: no i just think there are some decisions that were you know a little strange and i feel like i had a lot of questions when it ended you know and
0: yeah and what uh you know it it, it just like i said it was kind of infuriating going man what could have been here mm-hmm. what could have been here yeah you know cuz you have Travolta and and if you had just chiseled that performance down and used him a little sparingly mm-hmm. You know, he would have a stole the movie, and B, I think it, it would have been absolutely iconic. No, no, you know, I, agree. I, re- I really mean that. So, let's get into the nuts and bolts of John Travolta's <laughs> performance. Uh, let's start top to bottom: the haircut, the oh. hairpiece that he's wearing. In this, because Travolta is bald. <laughs> He's been hiding it for years, but Travolta is bald. What did you think of of uh, his hair? Or should we should we hold off on this because we're gonna score the movie?
1: Yeah, let, let's wait until we score it, huh? Or should we, right. are we scoring it now?
0: No, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to it. Um, but um, it's it's not a terrible movie. It's a movie that I was engaged with the entire time. Me too. There were things I really really liked in the movie. I'm not sure what the movie says at the end about the relationship between the fan and, right. and, uh, the artist, uh, few leaps in logic, uh, Travolta's character, spoiler alert, kills Hunter Dunbar's, uh, maid. And she apparently just stays out in the backyard for three days. Nobody notices her. And that's a, a plot point that comes around at the end. Again, I'm not sure what he was saying about that because Hunter Dunbar gets arrested for that crime. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm going, Well you had the guy there who did it. They're, right. they're gonna put that together. Anyway, a few things like that, I'm not sure. And that's where I'm going. I don't know what he's saying about the artist and the Right. And, the fan. and then
1: and then to give it away too, the fact that he just lets him go. Yeah, you know, because
0: like, he, he's literally torturing him and then something cracks in his head mm-hmm. and you know, he's like, I'm on this awful person. So uh, there were things that didn't feel earned. There were things that I think he maybe felt he was setting up that weren't set up, or if they were set up, they just weren't paying off the right. way they were supposed to. Again, but it's not completely incompetent, you know, exactly. as, a, as a home invasion type thriller. Yeah, because um,
1: I'm with you. I was really engaged in this movie for the most part, and I was like, okay, what, what's going to happen next? I like the way that it escalated to how soon he was in his house. And I mean, yeah. sitting there next to him watching movies while he's sleeping you know and yeah, i like and all I, of that aspect and i just wanted to think more of that intensity of that you know yeah
0: and, yeah totally and i mean i was very uncomfortable in those scenes because i'm thinking I'm, um, um maybe i was empathizing with moose just a little bit because he was in the house and he has the opportunity to get out mm-hmm. you know and i'm going dude leave like get uh, out like go i know don't stay
1: i mean want to take pictures with them and touching them it's like yeah stop yeah
0: stop yeah it it uh it was it was a little unsettling in parts yeah yeah so before we get into the scoring let's talk about uh celebrity culture Mm. you know um how do you feel about celebrity culture because i do think that this is is one part one point trying to say you know these people have these private lives mm-hmm. you know and again i'm going back to what i'm seeing in this movie like this guy has a bad day right. I, I really do think the movie would work better if he has a bad day it comes back to bite him in the ass mm-hmm. and the thing is everybody has a bad day every nope. now and then um what do you think about that whole celebrity culture thing and the paparazzi and, and the obsessive fans because it, it, you know i i think it's a problem obviously you know <laughs> yeah. there was an actress named rebecca schaefer uh when i was growing up she was on a show called My Sister Sam. She got killed by a stalker, and oh, wow. yeah, in California passed some some legislation after that. It was awful. It was terrible. So, you know, uh, the, the they're people too, right? You oh, know, exactly. You of know, course, they're, they're people too. But how do you feel about that celebrity culture? You know, in, in these times we're living in, because Moose does mention social media at mm-hmm. at, at certain points. You know, and. Again, everyone has the right to a private life. And this is an extreme situation portrayed in this
1: movie. Oh, yeah. You know, but. But anything can happen.
0: (laughs) Anything can happen. Yeah. I I feel, though, that it's it's sometimes when you put things out on social media, mm. if you get blowback or you get kind of over engagement, you know, it's like you kind of need to be careful what you're putting out there.
1: I was going to say the same thing. I actually had it in my notes that I mean, I think people sometimes kind of ignore the fact that. You don't know what you're posting and who's seeing it. Yeah. I mean... Now,
0: this guy, Hunter Dunbar, uh, is not, you know, that's not what this movie's about. But uh, the social media is an aspect of Mm -hmm. it that could have possibly been explored, you know. And, And it's one of these things like, you know, these people... Uh, and it's usually celebrities, you know, mm. putting pictures of themselves out there with their bodies and, and states of undress on their Instagram. You can go on Instagram right now and see it and you get that blowback. And but you get these upset. Obs- and and it's, it's really creepy. You see some of these people commenting on it. I know. You know, <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, I saw this picture of Michelle Pfeiffer one time and uh, I follow her on Instagram. And um somebody comment, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you're my princess. You're my, you know, you always oh, yeah, forever I've seen that. Oh. In, in my uh-huh. heart, you know, and it's. And it's really it's it's really disconcerting, I know, you know, it's, it's, it's so, so off putting, know. you know, because I see a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, and I go, oh, she looks great. Right. Like, That's cool. You know, and but, I don't even give a like because she doesn't give a shit if I <laughs> like her photo, you know, and I don't feel like Michelle Pfeiffer is putting anything out there, you know, right. for attention, attention seeking, unless it's like a business venture. Right. She, I know she has a perfume company. I follow Travolta on social media. I don't feel like he he, he does that, you know, but he gets – I've seen comments on his stuff too that's mm-hmm. really weird, you know, uh, obsessive almost, you know. Yeah, and, uh, there's
1: – I can't think of what page it is, but there's a page of somebody in every single picture that they post. There's this one specific person every single time that comments, I want to see you and blah, blah, blah Like, oh, my yeah. gosh, like every single picture. yeah. But it is just
0: so yeah. creepy. Yeah. It's, it's, anyway, uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is because this, you know, this canon has been a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I just talked about Rebecca Schaefer. Uh, Fred Durst had this problem. You know, right. you hear about them. Uh, certain people have, him, mm-hmm. have him problems. You know, um, who was it? Uh, Travolta actually, uh, you know, had problems with it early in his career and has a, a, a concealed uh, weapons permit. He, you know, Travolta may or may not be packing if you if you see him and i don't blame him him either you know um even uh you know when he was a private citizen donald trump you know was was carrying a gun because of of the celebrity and a lot of these people they don't ask for it you know and that's that's the thing you know but uh so like i said that that is a a piece of this movie i feel like it could have been explored a little more Mm. um but it is a piece of it and like i said so at the beginning, when I said Fred Durst, it feels like he does have a point of view on this, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, if, if, if he's gone through this, my heart goes out to him and I not know. to the extreme of this movie, but <laughs> any, anything that disrupts the normal flow of your life, you know, yeah. that, that shouldn't be tolerated no, no, you know? no, and all. it's not acceptable on, I don't care how famous you are,
1: nope.
0: you know, no. um, but that's kind of the scary thing too, is there are people like Moose out there. That you know um i'm know. not talking about the the affliction that he has but just the obsessive compulsive people who follow these people and live their lives through them and it's 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 uh yeah. it's it's kind of scary it's and and that's scary. one thing that i do like about the movie that it does shed a little light <laughs> mm-hmm. on on that right. at least but uh it, like i said it's so hard it's so hard to really kind of kind of look at this movie you know uh, objectively cuz it's not the dumpster fire everybody's making exactly. it out to be you know,
1: yeah, because like I said, I went in and read comments and reviews before I watched it. And I mean, people were bashing this so hard. And I mean, and, and,
0: and I'll say this devil's advocate, I get it. I get it, I, too. I get it.
1: But then it's like it's not as bad as they make it seem. You know, I'm, I'm going in thinking, oh, great. This isn't I'm like, going to waste an hour and a half. This isn't like,
0: you know, <laughs> Batman and Robin level, <laughs> you know, or, or was that Eddie Murphy movie? Pluto Nash, you know, just bad. <laughs> it's not it's not awful or incompetent it just it, it does have its problems Right. You know, oh, yeah. narrative and performance problems but yeah. it, uh, uh, it could have been fixed in editing and a little polish on the draft but uh, I it's hard it's hard to say like you know, it's it's interesting. It's it's definitely interesting. <laughs> Very. It's got some great lines too. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk more about Trolls. So this movie was produced in uh, conjunction with Redbox.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: right, Redbox. Faith, you know the Redbox, don't you?
1: I do know the Redbox.
0: Yeah, it seems like all of these companies are getting into the movie production game, right? So Redbox mm-hmm. uh, decided to roll the dice on the fanatic, starring John Travolta, directed by Fred Durst, and we are lucky enough. To have a promo for the red box, courtesy of Cozy Corner's favorite hard rock band, Lever. You know Lever, don't you, Faith? I do know <laughs> Lever. Cozy Corner's hardest band. They just released their newest album called Pull It. It's a good album. It's a great album. We've <laughs> we played some tracks on the show before. Pull It. Sexual innuendo may or may not be intended. Who knows? <laughs> But uh, we're gonna take a very short break. We have a nice little promo for the Red Box, courtesy of Cozy Corner's hardest band, Lever. And when we get back, we are going to score the uh what is it, the Travolta performance here mm-hmm. in uh, in the Fanatic. So I am Dan. Good
1: night, Faith. And
0: we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Let's win a movie and chill!
1: Red box! Red box. One dollar make you holler!
0: Oh yeah! One dollar make ya holler! Red box! Red box. Stick it in the slot now, baby! Stick it in the slot! Dig
1: it in the slot I'm just moving all over your face
0: Faith uh lever just moved all over our face
1: <laughs> What a tune <laughs>
0: Sexual innuendo may or may not have been intended. Who knows? We should have said that was for mature <laughs> audiences beforehand, but that was the first time we heard it. Hmm. Nudge, nice, mm. nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> All right, Faith, we are going to uh, attempt to uh, quantify <laughs> the performance that is John Travolta as Moose in The Fanatic. We have some categories. What are the categories we are going to be scoring today?
1: They are hair, costume. Uh, voice and the, uh, limp <laughs> the Limp Biscuit Factor.
0: The Limp Biscuit Factor. All right. Uh, before we get into it, what did you think of Fred Durst putting Limp Biscuit's music into the film, which he did?
1: I, I noticed it. I, I was like, I actually giggled. I It.
0: I was like, I don't think it was an ego thing. I think it was a funny. Just. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> having a giggle, you know. It. That's how it struck me, at least. All right. So, first category we have up. Hair. Hair. I am going to give that out of a possible four, uh, based on the Nicolas Cage (laughs) scoring system that we developed... Uh, for hair, I'm going to give this a four. I am upset I cannot give it a five. This <laughs> hair piece looks like straw and hay that has been glued to the top of his head. It in so many ways reminds me of the simple Jack haircut from Tropic Thunder, but not just the simple Jack haircut. I'm talking about when he was in the uh, drug drug camp, the heroin camp, and they were making him do the play, and they put that, uh, that coconut thing on top of his head. <laughs> Reminded me of that. It has the little shaved parts on the yes. side. I'm not exactly sure what that is supposed to is be. Is that
1: a bald spot?
0: I don't know. I think it does. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is absolutely magnificent. It uh, there is nothing natural or uh,
1: <laughs> attractive
0: or attractive about this haircut. This is indeed the haircut that I I could see this guy having. I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, with the uh, with the word that uh, I would love to give it a five or a six, <laughs> so four for me. What do you got?
1: I gave it a four as well. And uh, no offense to anyone, but I said that this looks like something like a blind person may. Have yes. <laughs> may have done. Yes. It reminds me of like a piece of carpet or something.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, hey, hey kept coming into my. Hey or into my mind. Yeah. Something. Yeah,
1: there's something specific. It reminds you, but I can't think of. One. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. It's
0: yeah, it's awful. Uh, <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Do you think it was supposed to be awful?
1: Possibly? I think it was. I think so. I think
0: it was. It's um, like not
1: I'm, even the not even just the back of it where it like yeah. stops and it's kind of curly. That weird shaved part is what got me. I yeah. was like, what is yeah. that?
0: I just I just the thing sitting on top was just what what was
1: How pulling, flat it is, like. was
0: yeah, was pulling me in. It was like a tractor beam, just I had to I had to look at it. Um, um Yeah, it's pretty awful and by awful I mean awful good. Uh <laughs> what's the next category uh, you got?
1: Costume.
0: Uh, I will defer to you. Four. Uh, this is a four for me as well. Uh, for the majority of this movie, he is wearing a Hawaiian shirt mm-hmm. with uh, is it cargo shorts? What
1: it's is, like it's like shorts that are like almost um they're like blue and white. They're like a plaidish type. Yeah, deal. Yeah. The the fashion like it sense doesn't match yeah, at the all. Fashion sense in this guy is uh, and those New Balance dad the, sneakers. Everybody uh, refers to them as. Yeah,
0: he's got the glasses too. Don't forget mm-hmm. the glasses mm-hmm. and um, a backpack. He's got the backpack. Yes. Uh, the only way this look could have been better is if he had a fanny pack. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> way. But um... See, no. the, the
1: backpack is what kept making me think of like child because I kept thinking yeah. of like you know small child with yeah. like their backpack. Like
0: yeah, um,
1: what's in the backpack?
0: His the, his stuff. His, the, is it his the swag? Uh, yeah, he's got that vest that the, he yeah he stuff buys. He wants to yeah. Sign. <laughs> That's right. The vest from was it vampire bikers or <laughs> zombie <laughs> bikers or some shit? Um he uh and and let us not forget the uh english bobby costume that he wears throughout (laughs) the movie the little the little fake mustache that uh that that little twirly deal like Mm -hmm. uh what is it mayor mccheese wears (laughs) at the mcdonald's (laughs) playland
1: yes
0: (laughs) come to hollywood poppycock the Beatles are coming weird so strange does he wear anything else oh he he does at one point wear the uh where the jason he does he wears the
1: whole outfit he wears the whole entire get up
0: he uh he references both freddy (laughs) krueger and jason Voorhees in this movie and
1: then he says as he's dressed as jason that uh hunter dunbar was uh, was better than jamie lee curtis
0: (laughs) yeah which was really funny because travolta and jamie lee curtis were in a movie together this movie, perfect from nineteen eighty-five. Don't let the title fool you. It's not. Um, it's about aerobics uh, in the eighties, like gym culture in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And man, if you go on your phone right now, now I'm gonna need a ruling on this. Is it GIF or GIF? What do we call
1: it? A, both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know. Okay.
0: So the. uh like so, GIF. so the GF. <laughs> the GF. Uh, you can see like from the end credits of this movie, he's in her robes class, and like there's like like uh, uh you know uh, pumping and thrusting <laughs> and all this, and oh my god, this movie is a trip. Uh, but uh, no, that was that was so funny to me because they've been in a movie together. But uh, no, the out going back to the outfit, yeah, definite four for me in the Hawaiian shirt. I like. The little bit he does, where he goes into the party where he thinks he's going to meet Hunter Dunbar for the first time, and he's wearing the uh, horror shirt that he has—that's <laughs> the uh, only only one of its kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, those little things, like it just, it, yeah, boy, that that outfit. And uh, I tell you what, he he wore it. He he wore it.
1: He did. <laughs>
0: he he definitely wore it.
1: Such a strange.
0: It's a it's combination a combination uh, of things. Yes. What's the uh yeah, what's the next character? Voice is next. Oh voice. This is a four. And four. again, I'm gonna go that I, I wish I could give it a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um his inflection here <laughs> is is there's something I, I keep using the word mesmerizing. There's something childish about it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it doesn't feel like he's acting, if that makes any sense. It doesn't feel like it's uh, now we've talked about it on the show before. You can see the string sometimes mm-hmm. with people. You can see he is so there with yeah. this. And I like his um, his cadences that he has in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, especially like when he gets upset, you'll hear a different cadence with yeah. him. Uh, <laughs> when he's excited about something. Like we were talking about the shirt, like uh, I really like shirt. This is a one on a million shirt. You know, I can't, I can't do the moose thing, but it, you know, there's certain cadences now. Yeah. uh John Travolta had a son that passed away. His name was Jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say that Jet had autism. Some people have uh surmised and put it out there that uh, Travolta is doing um, some kind of, of channeling here of, of Jet and and possibly how he acted. Because I'm I'm going to say this as someone who. Who, who has someone in their family uh, that I'm around all the time. Little things that he does in this movie are so true. Like, so I know some people have a problem with what he's doing mm-hmm. in the movie and I'm watching it going, that's,
1: he's doing that's
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it taken to a dark place, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not saying that these people are evil. It's just this guy has something right, wrong with exactly. him. Exactly. You know, but no, the little things he's doing are so completely in character. I know that it's scary. It's it is it is kind of scary. It really
1: is because so, it's so spot on. So I
0: think it's a little misinterpreted, mm-hmm. you know, by some people, yeah. but uh no, he he's completely inhabiting that for me. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I like I like what he's doing. I I, yeah. I I love what he's doing in this movie. It, it just it's a shame that it doesn't all all come Fit together.
1: together yeah. yeah,
0: I think it's a shame that people are laughing at at this performance because mm-hmm. I really do think that listen, I'm not saying that it's um you know, it's it's not this groundbreaking thing, you know. Right. But he really, this guy is kind of out there, as they say in Tropic Thunder. He, Boy, you went all the way out there, you <laughs> swung for the fences, and he's out there on a limb, and yeah. and the limb, for me at least, doesn't break. Right, he he's able to get out there and kind of stand on one foot on that limb and <laughs> and 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 play moose. You yeah. know, um, so you had four. Why did you go? Why did you go four?
1: Oh man, everything you just mentioned, and then the. When he would do the whiny crying and the talking at the same time, then he would do the accent, the British accent that was just so bad. <laughs> Everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 uh, you really have to see this. I was just about to say you and, have to see and, it. And to- he has some lines in the We had a few of them there at the beginning. You know, the Freddy Krueger thing. And as as campy as that is, out of context, and, and it still is kind of weird. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here. The way the whole thing with like I wish Freddy Krueger would come and cut you. The way that that keeps building, mm-hmm. you know, and that delivery, like he's keeping this this rage inside, and and he is nailing something. That's all I'm going to say. He's nailing something here, yeah. and uh um like I said, I really do wish that that the all the strands had really kind of come together here Me too. because he's he's the right guy for something like this. Just kind of out there thing he can he can. We both saw a face off. He can do this exactly. You know <laughs> exactly. He can do this. So uh, the final category we have, you
1: know what it is, the
0: limp biscuit factor. <laughs> yes, the limp biscuit factor. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that when they were making this movie? Uh, let's say like they got to the end of a scene, it feels like the natural end of a scene and Fred Durst is there, you know, behind the camera, wherever he's standing, you know, watching everything happen. And, uh, you know, maybe Travolta looks over and is like, uh, Fred, do you think we got it? You know, like, uh, should we cut? Do you think Fred Durst said, keep rolling, 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 rolling. (laughs) Do you think that, that happened? Probably. Yeah. Do you think Fred Durst had a meeting with the cast and crew before uh before they started filming this Mookie uh this movie this movie this movie I just gave away where I'm going with this this movie and said we're doing it all for the Nookie. Do you think you think he said that?
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh Limp Biscuit Factor, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 4 because they referenced the Limp Biscuit in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that uh I think Fred did a fine job directing the movie. But uh, the uh, this, this is kind of like that undefinable thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Travolta was channeling something here. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, you know, and I know people keep going, you know, oh, he was Im- improvising. They should have kept the camera on, You know, they should have cut something. Eh, whatever. It, it, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I gave it a 4-2. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. hard not to
0: <laughs> yeah uh, so what is that that holds up to 16 for both of us mm-hmm. uh, it's a four on the uh, on the fun categories yeah. um, this is not part of this but how would you score this I'm putting you on the spot here mm-hmm. and I'm counting myself too uh, how would you score this movie wise out of four it's, it's it's I think it's a difficult score oh,
1: it, it real that's a good question um <clears throat> I'm not really sure
0: I would I would feel good giving this a Uh, a two that's
1: that's what i I would feel really
0: good giving this a two
1: yeah
0: um some people i think are going to like this movie more than others um i know some people are going to watch it for the camp value Mm -hmm. i think they're going to be surprised that it actually is kind of comp there was nothing in here um outside of his performance where i was laughing going how this is awful right you know there's no unintentional funny stuff mm-hmm. for me you know like i said at the end of the day it's very competently made and uh, uh like i said fred durst has directed music videos and movies before i mean and so it's not like he he doesn't know what he's doing like right. there's like a gag right. you know um i i actually would would watch an, uh, a fred durst movie i would watch another fred durst <laughs> movie uh you know uh, yeah it, it, i would it, it, this was fun <laughs> i but uh I do want to say again that the movie looks wonderful. It really does. It really does. L.A. looks great. The mm-hmm. the colors. I don't know where they filmed it. I know it wasn't filmed in L.A. I know the Hollywood Boulevard stuff. I think was filmed there, but they were mm-hmm. somewhere else. But the movie really does look good. It, really uh, does. it doesn't look cheap. It doesn't look um, you know video on demand. It doesn't right. look. Uh, you know, like it was just kind of slapped together. Exactly. It, 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 the cinematography is great. The cinematography is great, especially in the scene where he has attacked uh hunter Dunbar and he's, he's crawling out of the room mm-hmm. and it's like something out of a Halloween movie. And, and the way that the, you can see like the dust and the, and the static in that yeah. room, the shadows, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Devin Salwa comes in the frame and he's standing there and you see his silhouette and you see it, basically the, it was shot in silhouette. And, I thought that was a really good good looking scene. I I, there were a couple of them that looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. I just at the end of the day there's just some some interesting choices that they made that I don't think they should have made.
1: That's where and I'm I'd, at.
0: I'd really like to ask uh, Fred Durst why he made some of the choices that he made. Mm-hmm. And not in a confrontational way. Just
1: Oh, no, just
0: because I again I keep saying this. I feel like he has a point of view. Right. And I'd like to know what, what it he, is. What <laughs> What yeah? What he was trying to convey with some of these choices because I do think there's a not only a good movie a great movie hanging out. I agree. In the fanatic, I was surprised by this because I was just expecting. A dumpster fire. And Mm -hmm. and you made the comment, you know, I said, let's do the Fanatic, you know, because it kind of fits in with the theme. And you said, oh, good. We haven't made fun of a movie in a while. I think we were both really taken. That's
1: exactly what I was thinking going into. it. We were
0: taken by surprise because we had the Nick Cage movie Primal that we did that Mm -hmm. came out yesterday. And and we were expecting to kind of have some fun with that. But it's okay. Right. This is okay. You know,
1: but, but then again, I, after I finished, I texted you. I'm know, like, I'm not sure how to feel about it, and I'm yeah, still not sure. How, you I, know, because like you said, you don't like it, but you don't dislike it at the same time. You know, it, it's it's yeah. But there are things in it that you can like.
0: Yeah, and I actually find this movie uh, more interesting than some stuff that's out right now. You know, yeah. making huge box office. I uh, agree. Because we're sitting here talking about it, and mm-hmm. and we can't seem to quite get a grasp on it, and, right. and it has stuck with me too. Mm-hmm. Like that's I the know. thing. Um, and but there are uh, and listen, it's kind of one of those movies. If you do get together with some friends and have a beer or whatever, you know, you you can giggle at this movie. There there is right. some stuff that you're going to laugh at, mm-hmm. you know, in the movie, but not for the reasons I think you're going to, you know, going in that you think you're going right, to laugh exactly. at it, you know, not like something possibly like cats that's
1: <laughs> out right
0: now that I've just heard is just God awful and, yeah. and will we'll scare the bejesus out of you. Um, but um, no, this the fanatic is, it's, it's not for everybody. I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea, but I do think, you know, see it, watch it because yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. That's the thing at the end of the day, it's more interesting than some of the stuff that's out there for all of its no. flaws. It's, you know, yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a, a great word. It's, it is
1: interesting. I mean,
0: it, it might even be worth seeing because of its flaws, mm-hmm. which which is interesting. And the Travolta performance, which is you know, it, and it depends which side of the fence you fall on with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna go, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, or what the hell is he thinking, or Travolta's so weird. <laughs> it, it, but to see an actor kind of go there. You know, and right. so jump into it. It was kind of kind of neat to watch.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's almost in that um, Nicholas Cage territory with this. You know, kind of just yeah. letting it loose and just.
0: Yeah, they need to get together and do something again. I really, I don't do. care if it's video on demand. They need to get together and do something again. This yeah. would have been a great a great uh, opportunity for them to get together. I Know, you know we talked about Primal yesterday and uh, Primal. Uh, in the nineties would have been a great, you know, sequel for them of sorts to face <laughs> yeah. off, you know. This this I think would have been a really neat opportunity so for too. them to work together again. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they'll release a special edition with uh maybe so with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> more fire, more screaming, more yelling.
1: Maybe so. <laughs> so Do you
0: have anything uh, else you'd like to add I about think the Fanatic?
1: That is it. What That's all
0: you? I've got. That's all I've got. Watch it if uh you watch this movie or you've seen this movie uh and you'd like to share some opinions with us i would love to hear from you on it because i'm genuinely curious what other people um
1: think about know, think
0: about it uh funny lines notwithstanding i mean uh, we have it at the beginning of the show i got to take a poo which is my favorite line <laughs> i
1: know can we hear it but in this because i got a poo
0: you got a poo yeah well i wish freddy <laughs> krueger would come and cut your head off All right. Well, Mystery Thriller Month continues here on the Late Night Fright with uh, a very good John Travolta movie coming up tomorrow (laughs) called Blowout. I hope you join us for that. And I hope you check out all of the other Mystery Thriller episodes we've done, starting with Rear Window through Clint Eastwood's 1971 directorial debut. Play Misty for me. And we're going to have Blowout coming out tomorrow from director Brian De Palma. Until then, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side. Faith, you're giving me a look. We just... (laughs) we signed off
1: yeah but i think we should say one more thing
0: i have a feeling you want to remind them to keep their moose yes on a leash that is it is that right <laughs> all right let's do it again i am dan <laughs> and we want you to keep, keep your, your moose on, on a leash, leash. we'll see you on the other side <laughs>
1: I can't talk too long. I got to poo.